0: You're listening to Legal Skinny Podcast with Trisha Barita. I'm a 15 year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law, employers and HR professionals would often ask me, where can they find out a little more information on this or a little more information on that? Look, I get it, there's a lot of resources out there but sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people have only 30 or 15 or maybe even 5 minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to employers. Disclaimer though, legal skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Not meant to provide legal advice and doesn't create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Welcome to the Legal Skinny podcast, and we're back at it again with the case study continued of the state of New York versus the U.S. Department of Labor discussing the FFCRA healthcare provider definition and what the New York court thought about it and the Department of Labor's reaction. So it's interesting because this is probably the the most non-surprising issue that came out of the challenges to the FFCRA regulations that the Department of Labor put out. And that's because the healthcare provider definition that they uh, set forth in there was a little broader than than most people that were familiar with this would have expected. And so let's take a little bit closer look and see exactly what was the definition and how did it actually kind of um, play out over the last several months before this definition has now been revised by the Department of Labor. So uh, if you recall, right, for purposes of employees who could be exempted from paid sick leave or expanded family and medical leave by their employer under the FFCRA, the Department of Labor defined health care provider as and then they had these two paragraphs. A first paragraph is not a, not surprising. It, it includes anyone employed at a doctor's office, hospital, health care center clinic, post-secondary, educational institution offering healthcare instruction, medical school, local health department or agency, nursing facility, retirement facility, nursing home, home healthcare provider, any facility that performs laboratory, medical testing, pharmacy, or any similar institution, employer, entity. Uh, this is, you know, sort of their general definition of, you know, what they encompassed as a healthcare provider and that these individuals that that worked at these places would then be exempt Um, from being able to get the paid sick leave or expanded family and medical leave, um, possibly. So uh, then the second paragraph, which was really interesting, the definition went on to say, okay, so we talked about, you know, what a healthcare provider is. Now it also includes any individual employed by an entity that contracts with any of the institutions that they just discussed or described above. And then it goes on also to talk about, you know, this can include, you know, anyone providing medical services, medical products, you know, the development of, you know, medical equipment, test drugs, vaccines, you know, it's very, very broad even goes on to even say that, you know, includes any individual that the highest official of a state or territory, including the District of Columbia, determines to be a healthcare provider. So uh, it's very, very broad. And the New York federal court, when they were looking at this definition and, and hearing the challenges by the state of New York to this p- specific definition and the Department of Labor's, you know, uh, description of why they used this broad definition, it, it was clear that, you know, obviously the parties saw this way differently and how it was being interpreted, how it would be used. And the New York federal judge agreed that this was just too broad and uh, really thought it should be more position-specific analysis rather than this sort of broad uh, group of individuals now under this definition of healthcare provider would now have not, not get access to the leave under the FFCRA. Specifically, they said, look, needless to say, Uh, This definition is expansive, right? The DOL even concedes, they said, that an English professor, librarian, or cafeteria manager at a university with a medical school would all be healthcare providers under this rule. They went on to even say that the Department of Labor's definition is so vastly overbroad that even if one accepts the agency's approach to the interpretation, that In that, it includes employees whose role bear no nexus whatsoever to the provision of healthcare services, except the identity of their employers, and who are not even arguably necessary or relevant to the healthcare system's vitality. They said, think again to the English professor they mentioned, who no doubt would be surprised to find that as far as the DOL is concerned, she is essential to the country's public health response. So that's pretty scathing as to how they saw this definition, that it was just so incredibly broad and a lot of people were being denied the the purpose behind the FFCRA, which was to give this leave in case someone, you know, uh, had one of the qualifying six reasons. So the Department of Labor considered this and decided that they would revise the definition. And so in the revision of the definition, the first place that they looked in their explanation was to the original definition of healthcare provider under the FMLA, which, you know, many uh, attorneys I spoke with at the time kind of were wondering why they didn't go there to begin with, you know, because there is a definition of that uh, in the FMLA. And so, uh, it was interesting that that's where they ended up, you know, returning to after, you know, they were challenged in this case. And so looking at that and trying to figure out, OK, well, is that going to be enough? The Department of Labor also decided to look at healthcare service, which really isn't defined and and looking at where where can I get some sort of guidance as to what healthcare service would include. And they looked at the Pandemic Preparedness and Advancing Innovation Act of 2019. Now they didn't adopt everything in that, in that um, but they looked at it as sort of guidance, trying to, instead of just sort of coming up with the definition, looking at some more established uses by the federal government of these terms so they could kind of make sense of it all and make a better explanation, possibly better legal argument, right, to support what would be their revised definition of the healthcare provider. So uh, in this specific way, the department understood that the option to exclude healthcare providers and emergency responders was to, under the FFCRA, was to serve the purpose of preventing disruption to the healthcare systems Capacity to respond to the COVID-19 public health emergency and other critical public health and safety needs that may result from healthcare providers and emergency responders being absent from work. The Department of Labor looked specifically at the express language talking about an employee's a healthcare provider if she is capable providing healthcare services. So, what are healthcare services? Well, neither the FMLA nor the FFCRA defined healthcare services, hence why they did go and look at the Pandemic Preparedness and Advancing Innovation Act of 2019. They didn't specifically adopt everything in that act, but they looked at it for guidance. And more specifically, they decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and further provide uh, this guidance in the revised definition. So, in looking at what a healthcare, what healthcare services includes, they came up with, um, or they adopted these four categories, the diagnostic category, the preventative category, the treatment category, and the integrated category. And in the diagnostic, this could include, you know, taking or processing samples, performing or assisting in the performance of X-rays, or their diagnostic tests or procedures, interpreting tests or procedures, all those individuals would be performing healthcare services. Preventative includes, you know, employees involved in screenings, checkups, counseling to prevent illnesses, disease, or other health problems. Treatment being including performing surgery or other invasive or physical interventions, prescribing meds, providing or administering prescribed meds, physical therapy, breathing treatments. And integrated was a more broader category. It says, you know, services that are integrated with and necessary to diagnose to diagnostic, preventative, or treatment services, if and if not provided, would adversely impact patient care. So it's kind of a catch-all there at the end, right, with the integrated, which is, you know, uh, is still a little broad, right? But in the end of the day, uh, they did decide to kind of, I felt like, throw a bone to the New York court when they went a little further and said, okay, look, you know, we recognize, you know, that, you know, there's some individuals that really shouldn't be excluded from being able to get FFC or IA leave. And those would be the individuals who provide services that affect, but are not integrated into the provision of patient care. Um, they really shouldn't be covered by the definition because employees, you know, um, who do not provide the healthcare services, you know, are not going to be healthcare providers. And they went even further and actually listed uh, a bunch of these individuals. So, They include information technology IT professionals, building maintenance staff, human resources personnel, cooks, food service workers, records managers, consultants, and billers. The Department of Labor stated, look, while the services provided by these employees may be related to patient care, for example, an IT professional may may enable a hospital to maintain accurate patient records, they are too attenuated to be integrated and necessary components of pe- patient care. This list, they said, of course, illustrative, not exhaustive, but it it certainly was a switch from the previous, you know, very, very broad definition of healthcare provider. And so, you know, if you're in the healthcare industry and, you know, you're trying to determine whether or not you qualify uh and whether or not your employees qualify, then this is something you should look at a lot closer because there's a lot more to it than uh, um, all that I've read here, but that is just uh, the, the skinny on that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And that's the legal skinny and case study on the state of New York versus the US Department of Labor with the topic FFCRA healthcare provider. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Legal Skinny podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to get future podcast episodes. Also check out LegalSkinny.com to join our newsletter and get details on all the educational resources we offer the employer. Also, disclaimer, remember Legal is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember, This is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.